and welcome to another edition of How Good Is Rugby League? My name is Emmanuel Penklis and joining me as always is Michael Corbin. Michael, good evening. Emmanuel, how are you? It has been a uh, bit of a weird week in the NRL. A lot of, there's a couple upset results at the top of the table and then some results that everyone kind of saw coming. Yes, that is right. There has been quite a bit of movement. Uh, we're now at the halfway point of the season, 10 rounds down, 10 to go, three coaches sacked, maybe three to go, who knows. Um, it's time to give our mid-season reports. Let's start at the bottom and start handing out those Fs. 16th place, Canterbury Bulldogs, one win, nine losses, one coach on the chopping block. Um, they get an F from me. Yeah, they get an F as well. Uh, I... Uh, yeah, I've been a bit disappointed with them. There was a lot of promise at the back end of last season and we thought they might be able to be somewhat competitive. Uh, but their attack has been uh, very stale and uh, very uninspiring. They've struggled to put on points all year. And unfortunately, it has meant that Dean Pay has lost his job. Yep. Dean Pay has lost his job. They're on the lookout for a new coach. Um, they signed Nick Kotrick from next year on 650k a year. He's a winger. I don't know if that's what you want to do, um, but it, it, it's a start. Let's see. Uh, Trent Barrett is, is expected to sign over the next couple of days, um, and let's see who he brings along. There's already talk of um, Burton from Penrith possibly coming with him, given he's unable to find a position in the first grade side for the Panthers at the moment. I do, um, like, at, I do like that style. I do think that's a good idea. I think Burton's a really young half who you're going to be able to get at a decent price and it's not going to hit you, your wallet too hard. So I do like that. I do like that uh, option of signing him. Uh, could be very interesting uh, in the long run. Yeah, very yeah. interesting, but a lot, of, a lot of pressure on him too. So you, you'd hope that... Um, another couple of players that he's played alongside before will be able to be there uh, with him. Um, at 15th, you have the Titans, who are three wins, seven losses. Look, I, of the next few teams, like for me, they still get an F because they're just they're constant cellar dwellers. They're, they're uninspiring. For me, they're putting in a bit more effort um, than the team sitting around them. But again, they're in the same spot they always are. There's not much improvement. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's disappointing. To me, I, I'm giving them a D. I think they've shown signs. I think that similar to the Dogs, their roster isn't fantastic. We know this. Uh, and, you know, brand new coach. I think there's been some good signs there. They've been competitive and they've tried hard in a few games this season, which is what I like to see. And I, it's, I haven't seen that from other teams in the comp. So... I, I'm giving them a D. I'm not going as harsh as you are. I like what I've seen in the Titans. I, I can see them building something good for the future. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm, I mean, compared to... So there are, three, there are four teams with three wins and, and seven losses. Cowboys, Warriors, Broncos, Gold Coast. And, you know, you look at that and you think of the market the Gold Coast have and the appeal the Gold Coast have compared to all the other clubs... And for that, they probably should get a bit more leniency. And my F is probably a bit harsh. But again, disappointing. Same position. A new coach once again. And they're still stuck at the bottom of the ladder. So um, it's an F from me. Um, rolling into 14th is the story that has dominated our podcast all year. The Brisbane Broncos. Um, it's, it's been abysmal. Held to nil again last weekend. Um, there is a severe lack of communication, a lack of effort. It's uninspiring. They're stuck in a rut. Um, it's very disappointing. I've, I don't want to tee off on the coach because it's been done to death. We've done it to death. Um, but, um, something's got to change, I think. The ultimatum has come this week that Seabold has to win five of their last ten games. Um They've won three of the first 10. They have a very tricky run home um, starting this week with the Storm. Uh, I don't know. I, for me, they get an F. I, I just run out, of, run out of ways to describe them, Michael. Yeah, the only grade they can get is an F. This team had finals potential. 
They should be a top eight team with the roster that they have. Yes, they've had a couple injuries here and there, but it does not change the fact that this team has underperformed way below what is expected of them. We've talked about how Brisbane is the only team in that huge market and they have all these benefits. And yeah, the, the fact that they... You've got to remember that since the resumption of the season, they've had one win. They've had one yeah, win. It's, and it's it, was crazy. Against, it was against the Bulldogs. That's it. So in that in the last eight rounds, one win against the worst team in the competition. Yeah, F F is the only possible grade for the Broncos. It's what uh, I'm having a look at our uh, things from last our grades from last time. I think that's what we gave him as well. So they've stayed yep. consistent at least. Well, there you go. He's been wanting consist- consistency, so he's finally got it. Thirteenth <laughs> right. is the Warriors. Also three wins, seven losses. Sacked a coach, um, Stephen Kearney. Probably something to do with the fact he was managed by Isaac Moses, same manager as Anthony Seabold. Um, The Warriors are still looking for a coach. They haven't signed anyone up. The chances are that Canterbury are going to get first dibs um, at the coach they want. Cowboys might follow and actually sign someone before the Warriors do. I I don't know. For me, it's an F2. I... Actually, no, that's unfair. I'm going to give them a D minus because they've been based in Australia this whole time. But that, that's probably my only leniency towards them. Yeah, I tend to agree. They get a D minus. They've, they've underperformed, but you know they've lost the coach. Uh, the players are homesick. They've had to live on the Central Coast their whole season, basically. Uh, it's been difficult. Players want to leave. They keep, they keep their, the NRL keeps pleading for them to stay and they've kept on in, extending their stay. But I think time's up and yeah, the season for the, the, the rest of the season for the Warriors, I think is going to be an exhibition for the younger guys uh, to see what they can do. Uh, those guys who, you know, might not have a fair, like have, you know, the pressures of raising a child or having a, having a wife or fiance at home who's missing you. You know, those young guys who are happy to be away from home and can take this as a learning experience. I think these are the guys who need to get on the field and set them up for next year where hopefully uh, the situation that we're currently in has changed. And, you know, they can they can, they can can start playing back in New Zealand again in front of their home crowd. Yeah. I mean, in fairness to them, they, they have managed to win some games over here, um, which is probably more than they can usually do. So, um, but yeah, tough times for the Warriors. I think in terms of keeping the competition going and being here, a commendable effort. But again, the club finds itself sacking a coach, underperformance, great roster that could be worked with. Um, so very disappointing. Now, 12th place is the Cowboys, also three and seven, who have had a big day today. They parted ways with their, their coach, Paul Green. He's won a premiership. The club's made in premiership two grand finals, two NRL nines, one World Club Challenge. I've said on this podcast before, and you've said it too, Corbs, um, Paul Green's relationship with the Cowboys was a lot like Michael Maguire's with Souths. I just think he'd run out a bit of steam. A good coach um, really professionalized the Cowboys, um, used his uh, roster that he had there to make the most of it, had first in their time got the premiership, came out of the Roosters system. I think he's done a great job, but it was time to move on. And if I was the Broncos and I had Anthony Seabold on notice, I would be seriously considering Paul Green for next year. He was a choice that they had at the time. Originally, when they chose not to re-sign Bennett, they then looked at Bellamy. They then looked at Paul Green. Seabold was a was a, the next option. So I, I, it's someone I would seriously be considering, but that is just me. Yeah. I think Paul Green is he going to be the best coach on the market. His credentials speak for themselves. As you said, he's, he's taken a team to two grand finals, that 2017 grand final, the Cowboys had no right to be in and they still made it anyway. They were eighth. They finished eighth in the table. Uh, JT was out that whole season, I believe. Uh, so yeah, um, I, I tend to. I, I'm going with a D plus for the Cowboys. I think they've shown some signs. They've beat. They even even against uh, the Panthers on the weekend. They they show that they can hang in, and it showed that you know Paul Green is still a good coach. They get their game plan against the Knights a couple of weeks ago, where they just they torched the Knights in the first half. Uh, just shows the ta- like the tactical brilliance that Paul Green still has as a coach. 
this team is in need of a bit of a makeover. They've, you know, their back line's a bit shattered. They're they're missing. They've missed Michael Morgan since the resumption, so that's a big loss for them. Uh, Val Holmes is now injured. I think there's a bit of work needs to be done up there, but uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of room for improvement for the Cowboys. I think they did underperform slightly this year, but uh, yeah, Paul Green will have no problem finding a coaching job anytime soon. Yeah, I'm also D plus by the way. I'm not sure if I mentioned that earlier, but. Yeah. All right. The next team is interesting. We gave this team F. Actually, I believe yeah. you gave them an F minus <laughs> in, our, in, our, in our report, in our mid-season, in our uh, quarterway report card, Emmanuel. Yeah. Dragons. Yeah. And now four wins uh, and six losses. Yes, they they've are. Won, they've, they've won four of their last five. No, is it? Yeah, four of their last five, I believe. Is that right? That is right. Or three, uh, three of their last five. Three of their last five. Um, but they are, they're looking good. They're yeah. looking better. It's amazing what winning does. The problems that everyone was talking about that creeped through the club and serious issues exposed in Gus's review, they've disappeared. They've disappeared. In the meantime, three other coaches have been sacked, which probably helps. I think Mary is gunning for Seabold to be sacked, so that's four coaches. Um, there's, yeah, there's, there's, there's no more chanting for Mary's head. There's no more fail Mary. You know, the, the fans yeah. are, the fans are a little happier. They're, they're, you know, there's always a joke that, you know, the dragons get a win and their fans start buying grand final tickets. Who knows? Maybe they, maybe they started doing so. I would like to see them actually beat someone decent. Uh, they narrowly beat the bulldogs on the weekend uh, because Lachlan Lewis still doesn't know how to pass a football. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're 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 chugging along nicely. They showed some real strong signs against the Roosters, gave us a little bit of a scare. But yeah, they're they're doing a little better. I'm giving them a C minus. Yeah, I'm going the same. I'm also they are now two points outside the top eight, which is absolutely yep. remarkable. And as we've said, this is how the NRL competition runs. Um, now they're. Run home from here. Let's listen to this and count the wins, okay? Count the wins yep. you think they can get out of this. Yep. So, Cronulla, Souths, Roosters, Para, Brisbane, Titans, Cowboys, Raiders, Knights, Storm. So, they can win four. Three or four. I said three five, or four. Five, maybe. Maybe. Three or four. So, I, I think they'll fall short of the eight. But they won't be at the bottom of the ladder, which will probably be a good reflection of where things are at. Um, this weekend's a big game. It's Dragons versus Sharks. Um, they met earlier in the season, and it was absolutely. Um, they met earlier in the season. St George, St George won. It was, it was their, their first, first win of win. the season. Yeah, yeah. kind of kicked off this run. So yeah, uh, it's going to be a very interesting game. Sharks have found a little bit of form as well. We'll talk about them in a moment. But yeah, this yeah. is it, 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 we, and we will preview that game later on. But yeah, very interesting game. This will really show where both teams are at, I think, because they're both playing s- somewhat well. I'd, I'd like to see them both of them beat a decent team. But yeah, yeah. it's, it's going to be very interesting. I think they've definitely improved since midway since that quarter point of the season, which is good for them. It is good, and um, it takes a bit of the pressure off McGregor Flanagan. I, I don't know what's happened. I don't know if it's the move of McInnes to lock to bring Hunt into hooker. Um, it, it seems much more settled. They're winning games they should be winning. Um, I still don't know what's going to happen. They've obviously still got the off-field issue with DeBellin, which is going to take a while to solve by the looks of it. Um, but Flanagan might have more control. I don't know. But it seems much more settled than it was five weeks ago, which is probably a good thing for the club. Yeah, I would like to point out, I was very critical of Dufty at the start of the season. I didn't think he deserved that fullback uh, job, Uh, but he's played pretty well. Uh, His passing has improved immensely, uh, especially in attacking position. He's he's got this bullet pass right from both both sides, left to right and right to left, which has really opened up their attack. So uh, yeah, good signs there, especially considering how, you know, a lot of people have thought about him coming into the season. Yeah. Yep. Um, 10th place, the Seagulls, mm-hmm. who 
<clears throat> the last five weeks have obviously struggled a bit. They've had a couple of key injuries, but they had that incredible win on the weekend. You can never write off a Des Hasler coached football club. Backs against the wall, under pressure, ridden off by anyone. That's the manly, thriving scenario. That is, that is what they dream of playing under. No one, no one gave them a chance. They won the, the game. They weren't expected to win. It's a confidence-boosting win. They're now, what, four or five games without um, Tommy Turbo. I still have them, you know, sneaking into the eight. I don't know who's going to – who they're going to replace there. But um, – I, th- I think yeah, you know. For you me, just, they you just, just – You just don't want to say. But – Yeah. I give I – give, yeah, I, give, I give Manly a C. Yeah, I'm going to give Manly a C as well. We knew they'd struggle without Tom. What he does for their attack, he just eyes have to be on him at all times, and it opens up other players around him. So, yeah, Daly Cherry Evans had a really good game on the weekend. He bounced back after that awful game against the Dragons, but they have they have had some bad games in this run without Tom, uh, despite the the big victory on the weekend being beating Parramatta. So, yeah, I will see. How soon Tom can get back? I heard there was a report today that he could be back sooner rather than later, which will really help them. Uh, and yeah, they're only what they're only two points out of the eight. Yeah, anything's possible. I, I wouldn't if I was if I was sitting in fifth place. I wouldn't want to be worth versing them first week of the finals. That's for sure. No, definitely not. And I think for me, I think anyone below so Manly are tenth and they're five and five. And I think that anyone below that is not giving themselves enough of a chance to make the eight. Um, and so it might be a bit too early to call it, but I'm saying that anyone from the Dragons and below is not making it, even though they could math- mathematically make it. I think it's going to be Manly and above um, is the teams we're looking at to make the eight, based purely on the fact that they've won half their games this far. I mean, you're expecting a team like St. George to have to win six of their next um, six of their next ten to finish the season 10 and 10, which I think is a, is a big ask for the Dragons. But stranger things have happened, and I stand to be corrected, but at this moment, I'm saying that Manly, they get a C. Um, they've got troops coming back. They've already won games without these troops. Got the Cowboys this week, which is a good start to get the ball rolling again for them. Yeah, there should... The, you hope that this game against the Cowboys on the weekend, they will be able to get a win. Next team on the list is another team that you were very critical of last time around. I believe you gave them an F. Is yeah. the Cronulla yeah. Sharks. Yeah. Well, I, you can't give someone sitting in ninth an F. No, you can't. But it's... Um, yeah, look. Their, their consistency this season is very confusing. So they've scored 40 points or more in their last four games, okay? So they've clearly got points in them. But you look at some of their some of their games here are, are, are very confusing. So they beat they lost to St George, they beat Canterbury just, they uh, smashed Manly, smashed the Tigers, got absolutely pumped by Penrith and then pumped the Warriors. So they and Manly were very underdone in that game um, which was the week off Manly's big win against Canberra. So it's a, hard, it's a bit hard to read. Cronulla can win big when they can win, but I, I still have questions about their ability to, to beat a team that's, that's going strong. Um, but the, the next couple of weeks for them, they've got St. George and then they've got Brisbane. Um, then they've got Para, but then they've got the Titans. So they could easily win three of the next four games. Um, but right I, look, I'm giving They'll them, be right in the eight if they do. Yeah, exactly. But look, I'm giving them a C... Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, there's also been a bit of chat about John Morris's future at the club. So um, who knows what's going to happen there? But it's, they've clearly got points. They can score points, but whether they can pull it together and, and grind out a win against a big team is another question. Just a question. Did you guys beat them earlier in the season? We did. Okay, that's why. So both teams, both roofs, uh, Rabbitohs and Sharks, uh, Rabbitohs are eight, Sharks are ninth. Both have five wins, five losses. Both have a point differential of 32. But I yeah. believe Souths have a tiebreaker. Uh, they go by the against. against and we have better defense. Yeah. So there that's how that works. There you go. 
Um, which, uh, what did you rate Cronulla? Uh, I'm going to give them a C plus. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, this brings us into the top eight. Mm-hmm. Um, in eighth place, you have the South Sydney Rabbitohs, who currently sit five and five. And I have a feeling that we're not going to get any higher than where we are now. Um, I, I don't know what happened on the weekend. I think that's a, I think that's a pretty good feeling. I think you really miss Latrell at the back, just as a spark, especially in that first half. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure whether it's you know you you were down twenty nil and then it, the final score was eighteen twenty. I'm wondering whether Newcastle took the foot off the brake a little bit with fifteen minutes left to go. Um, yeah, I. I'd be worried if I were you about your team's ability to make the eight this year. Uh, unfortunately, Ethan Lowe looks like he's got a season-ending injury. Uh, you have already lost Braden Burns for the season. Uh, James Roberts is now gone for the season. You haven't got Latrell back this week, and you're playing Canberra. So it could be a really tough game there. Um, yeah, it's tough, tough times. Yeah. Tough times out at well, Redfern. Yeah, I'm, suddenly, give, I'm giving I'm giving you guys a C plus as well. Suddenly, I'm giving Souths a C. Um, it's probably the harsh critic of my own team, but suddenly we look very exposed. We look really exposed in in our depth. We look very exposed in in how we play the game. I, I can't understand. I understand that Newcastle could have put their foot off the brake, but we scored those tries so quickly. Cook scored a double. Um, he looked electric all of a sudden. I, I, I can't understand where this has been all year and what, why it was such a struggle to get to this point. And they've clearly got ability. They, they can score points. They showed it the week before against the Tigers. Um, this was obviously a, 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 a fired-up Newcastle team. Kalen Ponga had, had uh, critics to answer to. But I, for me, it's just it, it, we look a bit rudderless to be honest um we're we're lacking some leadership we lost um four of our most experienced players last year sam and george burgess john sudden and greg inglis and and it's a lot of depth out of the side and now we've lost these two origin stars um a team that only was signing centers is suddenly short on centers um yeah it doesn't bode well i today i thought maybe we won't make the eight this year yeah, I, I think the big issue for you guys this year has been the strength of your pack. And because of their inability to get over the advantage line, it's it's made Damian Cook's job a lot harder. And he hasn't been able to get those quick play the balls. Uh, Cameron Murray is great playing off big props who get over the advantage line because then he can have a nice big run. He gets over the advantage line again. Quick play the ball, there's Cook. And that just hasn't happened this year. Uh, so it's been it's been a tough year, despite how good your backline did look a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, struggled to find some points in games and struggled to beat the really good teams. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, which brings us to sixth place um, uh, and seven. Sorry, seventh place. I'm going to give the Tigers a B minus. Um, I've I've been really impressed. I, I think that. Um, Michael Maguire is really instilling this, this sort of strong culture there. Um, he's put all the players on notice. He hasn't been afraid to, to drop big names, experienced names. Um, they look good. It was a great win on Friday night um, against a hapless Brisbane side. But I think those sort of victories, you know, getting the nil, I think, holding the team to nil, is very different, I think, to hold to letting a team score one at the end. It shows a really um, strong effort on their part. Um, they looked pretty good against South the week before. They're five and five as well. Um, their defence is pretty good. Um, their four and against is sixty-eight, so they've made up for it because you know that four and against could be really crucial in getting them to eighth. So I think they're looking really good. The Tigers. Yeah. Uh... I, I've, I'm pretty sure I've said his name every single week that I've ever spoken about the Tigers. <laughs> and he's now the leader Harry in the Dally Am points. Harry Grant <laughs> is phenomenal. I will keep saying it. He is in, he's exceptionally good. 
Uh, and yeah, um, really impressed with the, I've been, I've been very impressed with the Tigers. They have moved up from ninth, which is where they were when we did this last time. Uh, so, you know, they're, they're trying to shake that curse. They're trying to shake the Robbie Farrah curse of finishing in ninth this season. I hope they can do it. Uh, playing out of Balmain was great. Haven't seen, uh, like over was great. Haven't seen that, uh, this year. So that was fantastic. And yeah. Very impressed with the Tigers. I'm giving them a B. Yeah, awesome. Um, and their run home, they have a couple of tricky games in the second in the back end. They've got um, they've got Parramatta twice. Just having a look through this, Parramatta twice. They play Newcastle, the Roosters, Penrith, um, and the Storm. So that's just some of the teams that they come up against. Not easy for them, but if they can win one of them or hold teams narrowly and then score big in the other games, then they will be well on their way. Um, really enjoying it. And I've learned this week that your man crush on Harry Grant is very, very real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He's fantastic. <laughs> uh, uh, in sixth place is last year's runner-up, the Canberra Raiders. Uh, when we did this uh, five weeks ago, they were sitting in third place, I believe. Uh, they've had a bit of a rough season since then. Uh, lost a lot of forwards. Their forward pack is a bit depleted because of injury. No Corey Horsburgh, no John Bateman still. Uh, John, um, obviously, they lost Josh uh, Hodgson, which is a huge loss for them because of what he does for their attack. Uh, Bailey Simonson's also gone. So, yeah, they've, they've had a couple, rough couple of weeks. But... Uh, they they had a huge win against the Roosters last week, a a, a massive yeah. win. Uh, it just shows that you know that that rivalry is there, and they really showed up for that game. They came out and they wanted to hurt us, and you know when when they're on their game, Canberra is a really good side. I just haven't seen it that much this year. I'm giving them a B. Yeah, I'm giving them a B too. That they were awesome the other night. I I love the way this competition is. That you had two wins that completely transformed the look of this competition. You had Manly beat Parramatta, and you had Canberra give it to the Roosters. Um, that was a great win for Canberra. It, Ricky really sort of got that siege mentality going. Um, the us against them. Um, he doesn't give a shit what anyone thinks. Um, and, and I absolutely love that. And I, I hope he can take that with him for the rest of the season, but not this week when they play Souths. But I hope that like this can be a thing um, because, you know, I, I really think Canberra were unlucky last year. Uh, they play really exciting football. George Williams had a cracking game. He was really good. Um, it was great to see the halves take a bit more control without Hodgson there. and. Um, Papali was an absolute machine. So uh, great stuff from the Raiders. And it, it's really sort of flipped the comp on its head. I think it's, it's you know, they're just a, a sleeping giant and Canberra ready to rumble second half of the season, I hope. Gus said something really interesting on commentary. Uh, he made the point that Canberra do rely so heavily on Josh Hodgson's attack uh, and, to, you know, to set up their, set up their play. And because... Because they've done this for, what, two, three years now, teams have kind of gotten used to it. And the fact that they've gone away from that now, this this is the first week that they've had to rely on Whiten and George Williams. It changes their attack a bit, and it might scare a couple of teams early because it's something they're going to have to figure out. I'm not saying that Canberra better. He wasn't saying that Canberra better without Josh Hodgson, but it's going to give them a different look, and it's going to take some time for other teams to get used to that. So Work they that could out. be, yeah. yeah, it could be, could be an interesting couple of weeks for the Raiders. Yeah, and um, just looking at their run home, seven of their remaining ten games are against teams in the bottom eight. Yeah, they've had a, they've had a tough run, so yeah, they they could they could be a lot higher than sixth come end of the season, despite their injuries. Yeah, so they've knocked off um, the Roosters and the Storm, and had that narrow loss against Para as well. So don't write them off just yet. Nope. No, uh, which brings us to a team that will never be ridden off this year, uh, the Sydney Roosters, who I'm giving a B plus, which is probably less than the praise I've given them. But um, I think that win by Canberra against the Roosters at the SCG 
uh, exposed some issues. The Roosters obviously have injury concerns, but um, I think something that we've touched on, um, Radley missing from the centre was a clear issue. Raiders just went straight up the middle, very exposed. Um, but Sam Verrills, I think his loss, which was on the same night as Radley's, is going to be a bit of a problem because you're going to have a, a very, very tired Jake Friend playing a lot of footy in the back half of the season. Um, Robbo won't have the option of resting him and Cordner for a few games. Um, it's it's going to test their depth a bit. Having said that, um, you know, the backs all look very good. I wasn't a fan of Josh Morris's wince when he got hit around the chest as if it was a head-high tackle. I wasn't a fan of his dive, but I do like um, the Roosters' back line. But I, I just think that the, the, the forwards... Um, a gonna might possibly be um, the letdown for the Roosters in the back half of the year, but shouldn't write them off because strong side and strong coach. So I'm also going to get a, a B plus. I was a bit concerned about what I saw on Thursday night. Uh, like you said, they were a bit they were a bit weak around the middle. The combination of Satili Tupanua and Lindsay Collins together leaked a couple points. You had George Williams stepping between them at one point, and then you know when a prop steps you, it's demoralising. And Papali went straight through untouched, and that that really showed to me that there there may be a bit of an issue in that middle where you know Radley normally is, and he normally fixes that issue. I think Nat Butcher was a big miss on the weekend as well because he may not be Victor Radley on offense, but his defense is very strong. Um. Yeah. There. You know. We're we've got a couple battle troops at the moment as well. Tupo's still out. Uh, Angus Crichton is now going to be out for three weeks, probably four weeks. It's going to be. We we're lucky. We have a bit of an easy run. But you can't forget that we did have that great win against Parramatta. Um. Which you know, at one point we'd lost to Desco. Yeah. Parra were up ten eight, and then all of a sudden the Roosters turned it on. Turned it on another level, and that's what they can do. And they can do that better than any other team in the competition. They can go to a level that most teams don't have. Uh, but I have, you know, I'm, I'm giving them a B plus because they're currently sitting fifth. They've lost four games now. Uh, two of them were before the resumption of the season. But yeah, there's, um, they're, they're nowhere near as heavy a favorite as they would have been three, four weeks ago before all these injuries. Uh, but I'm yeah. still, I'm still confident. I still think they're one of the favorites to take out this competition. Uh, it's, it's going to be. It's not going to be an easy, as easy a road as I thought it would be. Yeah, and all their losses have been against top eight teams as well. So, yeah, um, which does not really get commented on. But um, yeah, interesting times ahead. It's going to be interesting to see what impact those two losses before the break had in terms of is it going to be the difference between fourth and fifth? Um, and because the Roosters very used to sort of coming in in the top four and having that week off. So let's see where we go from there. Um, Which brings us to the top four. Newcastle sitting fourth. Six wins, one draw, three losses. uh, Four and against of 47. They've won three of their last five. And to be fair, two, two of those three losses... Uh, to the teams above them, yeah, and the and the draw was also to the Panthers. So the Knights have a, the Knights have been the Knights have been pretty solid, despite yeah what I've said about them the last couple of weeks. Yeah, um, I'm going to give them an A minus. Um, I think they've been really impressive this year. Adam O'Brien, great coach. They're looking good. Um, I've sung their praises most of the year. They're, I think they're 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 doing. They've done. They've really turned it around. They've got it together. The the challenge for them is really going to be, and we saw it even against South the other night, staying focused, showing up for the eighty minutes. That's going to be the make or break for them. Um, we saw that game against the Cowboys about a month ago, where it was just complete lapse in concentration. They were blown off the park in the first half. Um, they had that close game the following week against Manly. They were they didn't look so great against. Um, Parramatta, but they kept them to a low score. Um, they were up 20 nil against South. It was a very strong performance those first 65 minutes. But concerning how easily South got back into that game, and I, again, I don't know what that's down to, but it's just a lesson that you to, to win this competition, you should be delivering the 80 minute performances. 
but it's also good to build up to those 80 minute gains towards the back end of the year and know that you have that room for improvement. So A minus for me doing very well. Um, top four, they will be a top four side. Yeah. I'm going to give them a B plus. I'm a bit more critical of you. I think that they have got away with not very narrowly got away with wins where they should have won a lot easier than what they did. Um, I, it showed on the weekend when Kalen Ponga wants to be in a game, they are an exceptionally good football team. It just, he doesn't turn up all the time. And one of the issues is that when he's not on his game, that left side of the field where you've got Bradman best as well also doesn't get as many touches as it should. And that left side just gets ignored. Last couple of weeks, Bradman best had nothing. All of a sudden, Kalen Ponga starts involving that side because Mitchell Pierce, Pierce obviously plays on the other side. And, you know, the, they, they're basically very one-dimensional. So if if Callum Ponga can continue, uh, uh, stay consistent and be involved in these games and not go missing, which he has a tendency to do, unfortunately, I think they're going to be a really... They, they can be a really good squad and a really uh, strong competition for the, for the title. Uh, it, it all hinges on him, I believe, because Mitchell Pierce has been very consistent all year. Despite all his critics, he's been he, he had a great game on the weekend. His uh, control of the game was fantastic. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I'm the the Knights' fate rests on Kalen Ponga's shoulders. Uh, Kurt Mann though has been fantastic in that yeah. five eight role, and their defense has been very good this year. I would, uh, it's one of the one of their strong points, which is yeah. you can tell that that's been brought in by Adam Adam O'Brien. And McCulloch has been a very handy pickup for them yep. um, as well. Adds that experience, something different out of dummy half. Now, looking at their draw, they have three games against top eight teams out of the next 10, which is, is a great run to get you into a top four spot. But if you're a team that's not very experienced in finals football and playing together as a team, you probably want a few more uh, top eight games in there. Um, so the last one they have against the top eight team is, so they've got, just having a quick look here, they've got the Storm in a couple of weeks, the Tigers in a couple of weeks, and then they've got the Roosters in round 18. So they're not going to have much of a challenge by the looks of it. And that has its pros and it has its cons going forward. And it's going to be interesting to see how O'Brien manages that. Um, but T B A. Now, yep. uh, third place, Melbourne Storm. They get an A from me. I just don't know how they do it every year. Yeah, they're they're the best regular season team in the competition, week in, week out. You know what you're going to get from them. Very, very occasionally they can slip and have a bad performance, but the last uh, two out of the last three weeks they beat Raiders and they beat the Roosters. Last last year's two grand finalists. Uh, they're so consistent. They're so strong. And yeah, they're keep on putting together. Craig Bellamy just knows how to coach his team to get wins. Uh, their, their floor is insanely high. So yeah, they, they get an A from me as well. They're trotting, trotting along perfectly. You know, they're going to be in that top four come season's end. Yeah. No, nothing much more to say about them really. No, I think the the big thing for Melbourne over the next 10 rounds is not going to be anything that's on the field. It's going to be, do we get an announcement from Cameron Smith about his future? Because that's going to have an impact on what happens at the Tigers next season as well with Harry Grant. So um, I'm sure that that will all be revealed very, very soon. Um, which brings us to the top two, the Battle of the West. Um, Parramatta, they are sitting pretty. They've won eight. They've lost two. Um, they've got the best defensive record in the competition. Um, Bank West is their fortress, but their last five, they've won three and they've lost two. So, um, yeah, look, I'm giving them an A. Um, I think they've been really good. They're going through this difficult period without Moses. Um, they had Madison out on the weekend as well. Um, Nathan Brown got yeah, I'm past, I believe, as well. Yeah. Um, a. I should probably, like Maybe it should be an A+, plus, but for me, I'm giving them an A. Because I thought, I thought a, a stronger team might have actually beaten Manly um, the other night. 
to be honest. I'm I'm going to give them an A plus. I think that uh, what they've done throughout this season has been absolutely brilliant. They lost Moses, unfortunately, which has been a big loss for them. Uh, just because he, he's consistent, he's he's been playing really well the last couple of years uh, for Para. And yeah, I I've been really impressed with what they've done. They've lost to Manly, who you know it's Des. Des can pull out these wins out of his ass, uh, and they lost to the Roosters in a game which was one of the better games of the season, if not the best game of the season. Uh, and they're really in that till the last 15 minutes. So I'm giving them an A+. Plus. No, you're not going to go through this season undefeated. And I think they've shown signs that they're a real contender. Yeah. And Brad Arthur, Brad Arthur has been rewarded by being given an extension, which is well-deserved. Ah, oh, that's good news. Yeah. That's good news. Very well-deserved. Yeah. And that's what happens when a club sticks by their coach and he's won a wooden spoon. He's taken in the top four. He's going to get him to a grand final possibly. So that's what happens when you, you stick by a coach and you don't just yell out, sack Mary. All right. And top of the table, I this team is so impressive to me. I, I think they're the best team in the competition so far this season and they deserve to be at the top of the table. It's the Penrith Panthers. And... Nathan Cleary has been spectacular. His control of the game yeah. has been... It's its Joey-esque. I'm not going to say he's Joe, Andrew Johns, but he's showing signs. He's running. He knows when to kick. He knows when to run. He knows when to pass. Everything he's been doing this year is right. They've lost one game, and that was a, like a, a, last, a, a late collapse to the Eels in a really tight game. And they drew to the Knights uh, while Cleary wasn't on the field. I'm giving them an A++. I've loved what I've seen out of the Panthers. Wow. I think they've been exceptional. And right now, I would say that they are probably in line to be in the grand final. Yeah. Well, I I think they're going to win the comp. I'm giving them an A+. They've, they've won five of their last five. They have, as you said, they've got that those eight wins. Uh, one draw, one loss. They can absolutely pile on the points. Uh, Nathan Cleary is in spectacular form. He is getting to really prime a, a point in his career. He's approaching 100 games. This is a team, um, as I said last week, 15 of 17 debutants from the club. They've played together before. The systems are incredible. It's coming together really well. Their run home is very, very... Um, very, very simple. I reckon they're going to win nine of their ten on the way home. Um, they've already matched it with the Roosters. They've already matched it with the Storm. They had that close game against Para. They've held the Warriors to nil. They drew with the Knights um, for me. And they pumped Cronulla. So they've done it all. They've scored points. They've kept teams to nil. Um, they found a way to win the other day against the Cowboys. That They're showing all the, the strengths of a premiership winning team. Um, yeah, I, I can't get enough of this team. I, I love watching them. Um, I think it's awesome. It's exciting. It's, yeah, A-plus for me. Uh, one thing I would like to say, I was a little critical of, I think their, I thought their one weakness at the start of a season would be their fullback spot. And Dylan Edwards has been so good at the back for them. He's so consistent. He's great in attack. He's been really good positionally on defense. And yeah, as that weak spot that I thought was going to be, you know, the reason why they couldn't get over the edge is is not a weak spot. Uh, and yeah, we've, we've spoken about Coruscant before, what he does for their attack. This team is brilliant. This team is really, really well structured. Tyrone May coming off the bench gives them a little bit of a spark at that 60-minute point. And we know what Kikau does. Kikau is, he's playing, he's in career best form at the moment. He's so damaging on his runs. He's really he's been really consistent this year, which he hasn't always been. So yeah, I am this this Pampers team is brilliant. Yeah, and like looking back at the fact that I had James Maloney there, he brought the experience and it was just a beautifully timed let him depart as Cleary starts to take control of the team. You can see it now, and um, I think he's all the better for that time with um, Maloney as well. So fantastic stuff. And as I said, Penrith have a very simple run home mostly um the next two are actually oh, the two of the next three are manly and the raiders which will be challenging but i 
I, I think Penrith are probably going to win nine of the next ten. So for me, minor premiership, uh, home final, grand final, possibly premiership. Mm, good signs for Penrith. All right, Emmanuel. Um, that's enough for our review. I think we jump into this week's games. Round 10, here we go. All right, first game of round 10, Emmanuel, is Eels versus the Tigers at Bank West Stadium in front of a crowd. Big game. Probably Amazing. The game the ra- big game. Probably the game of the round. Who are you taking? Uh, I'm going Parramatta. They're bolstered by the return of Ferguson, Moses and Madison. Um, Tigers have been impressive, but I think Parramatta um, will bounce back after last week's loss. I expect it to be a close game, though. Um, probably not much in it. Tigers will probably give it to them for about 65, 70 minutes, and then Parra to ice the game at the end, I'd say. Maybe a Mitch Moses field goal. I am also going with the Eels, but I reckon this could be ugly. I reckon really? Parramatta, full strength, Moses, Madison, Ferguson, that right side of their attack is back. They are fully healthy. This could be a bit of a bloodbath, in my opinion. I don't know whether the Tigers have the firepower to be able to deal with Parramatta at full strength. Uh, Parramatta in an easy one for me. Uh, there's a lot of talk really? about there's a lot of talk about the Ryan Madison rivalry uh, based off what his comments were uh, when leaving the club, saying this team could never win a grand final. Obviously, he left the Tigers after one season there. So there's going to be, there might be a bit of, you know, bit of niggle in this game. But yeah, I think Parramatta is going to be way too good for the, the Tigers. Yeah, well, he has to back up that talk. And um, I'm sure Madge will be getting the best out of the Tigers with um, Madison's comments. But I, I just, I can't see Parramatta steamrolling based on what we've seen the past few weeks from the Tigers. So yeah, I still think Parra will win, but in a close one. Okay. We'll see how it turns out. Uh, next game is the Cowboys versus the Sea Eagles up at North Queensland. Uh, yep. This one's a tough. This one's a tough one because both teams are, you know, still riddled a little bit by injuries. Cowboys have been underperforming, but you know, Manly's come off that big win, but they haven't been consistent without Tom. I'm going Manly in a close one. Uh, they're bolstered by the return of Adam Fadua Blake, so that will definitely help them in the middle. Yeah, I'm going to go the Cowboys. Um, I don't know. I, I, I thought last week they're pretty good against uh, Penrith. I know that Manly beat Parramatta, but a win at Brookvale and a win um, in Townsville are two very different things. Um, yeah, I, I don't know why I'm tipping the Cowboys, but I just feel like this is, this is, this is the game they're going to win. Um, Manly, jury's still out. Um, if they've got it all sorted now without um, Trebojevic and Dylan Walker there. So um, let's see. It all depends on Cherry Evans, who had a cracking game last week but has struggled in recent weeks before. Next game, we have the Broncos versus the Storm. And uh, there's been a lot of talk of the ultimatum (laughs) not being an ultimatum and actual, like, a, a false lie. But if it is, in fact, true then Broncos are going to need to win uh, five of their last nine because they're definitely not getting a win in this one. Yeah, definitely not. Um, Melbourne, by a long way, the changes for Brisbane are mammoth. Um, So many ins. Um, Isaac Luke is out. Asako's out. Tessie New's out. Corey Oates is out. And then... All these new players coming in. Um, Milford's at fullback. Croft and Dearden in the halves. I, I don't know how they can compete against what they're about to face. So um, I think we're both on the same page. Melbourne by a lot. Yeah, at one point, I looked at the team sheets at four o'clock on the dot. And instead of Jamil Hopperwhitey playing, it was John Hopperwhitey. Uh, so it could Amazing. have been an interesting one. That just shows you what a mess the Broncos are at the moment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> don't know, don't know whose fault that was, but I had a good laugh. Um, yeah, that is that is yeah. the seven thirty Friday game. Yeah, and um, what have we it's got just next? there's so so many so many changes to that team. Um, yeah. It's it's yeah, it's I don't know how. I think just to be Melbourne pumping another Queensland team for the second week in a row. 
um, which brings us to the three o'clock Sunday game, Warriors against the Roosters, Central Coast Stadium. Um, Roosters will look to bounce back after last week, plug the holes in their middle. Um, Orbison starts for Crichton, who is out. Nat Butcher is on the bench. Isaac Liu starts at lock with Taukeaho shifting to prop. And Lindsay Collins deservedly, deservedly on the bench. Yeah. For the uh, Warriors, Pom- Pompey comes in at centre for Herbert. Um, Egan and Parsi are out. Lawton starts at hooker. Um, Tavaga at lock and Hetherington moving to prop. Adam Blair on the bench. Katoa in the back row. Harris, Tavita and Burr on the bench. And, um, yeah, there's a lot lot um, to watch here. So, But I think the Roosters are going to win this easily. Yeah, it's more of a home game for the Roosters, even though it's been played at the Central Coast Stadium. We do take a fair few games up there a year. Uh, I, I can't see the Roosters not bouncing back in this one. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Nat Butcher slides into that starting second row spot or replaces Isaac Liu in the starting spot. Uh, at lock. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Um, just one thing we should touch on, uh, obviously ongoing roosters. Uh, one thing we should touch on is the news that the, uh, the Toronto Wolfpack have removed themselves from the English Super League uh, due to financial reasons and their season is over. Now, the only reason we're mentioning this is because one, Sonny Bill Williams plays for the Toronto Wolfpack although he apparently he's been holidaying in Europe for the last last few months and not been playing. Um, I Sounds good. <laughs> I, if, if he is to come back to the NRL, big if, I'm going to say big if, I can't see him going to anywhere other than the Roosters. Uh, teams are saying the Warriors, but why would you want to go to a team that has nothing really to play for this season? You might as well come back to a contender. Uh, so yeah, if Sonny Bill does come back, there's always been that handshake deal with Uncle Nick. Just something to keep an eye on. I don't know whether it's going to happen. He needs to come back to Australia. He needs to quarantine. You know, it's a big move. So I, I don't necessarily see it happening, but we'll see. You also need to convince him to leave Europe, which is probably the biggest challenge right now, given <laughs> yeah. it's summer over there and it's bloody freezing here. Um, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, the, the chat is the Warriors, the Bulldogs, or the Roosters. I think the Warriors is just the New Zealand link. The Bulldogs is because it would be some sort of, like, circle of redemption if he went there. But if he's going anywhere, he's going to the Roosters. Um, whether he goes is another question. Um, but stranger things have happened. So watch yeah. this space. Um, speaking of stranger things... Sunday, the Sharks and the Dragons at uh, Netstrata Jubilee Stadium. Ah, this is a tricky game. Um, Rudolph starts at lock for Sorensen. Talakai in the back row um, for the suspended Nakora. Um, Then Tyrrell Fumayono starts for suspended Tarek Sims and Jacob Host is on the interchange. Who are you tipping in this one, Michael? Uh, I know Dragons got the win last week, but they just beat the Bulldogs very unconvincingly. They scored in the first 58 seconds, and then they scored one more try for the next 60 minutes until that late charge. Uh, I am going with the Sharks. I think they can beat teams that they are better than on paper, uh, that they are worse than on paper. And I think they might have the advantage. I think they have a little more firepower. Their forward pack's a little bit more dangerous. Uh, I'm going with the Sharks. Not convincingly, but I'm going with the Sharks. Yeah. I'm looking at these teams and I'm really not sure who to tip. Um, I tipped tipped in George a couple of weeks ago and they cost me a perfect round. So do do I lock them in again? Yeah, I'm going the Dragons. Reserve my right to change that tip, but um, I'm going the Dragons. It is only Tuesday, though, so who knows what I'll do by Saturday. Um, which brings us to a more intriguing game of this round, 7.30 Saturday night. 
We are at GIO Stadium in Canberra. We're all going to tune in to watch the Viking clap um, as the Raiders take on the Bunnings. Corbs. Hmm. Going to be a interesting game. Both teams, uh, we've, we spoke about earlier, have plenty of injuries. Uh, I'm going Canberra in Canberra. I think that Souths are really going to struggle this week. And I think for the next couple of weeks, I think Canberra's a better team, even with their forward pack missing a few stars. Um, their back line's still good. They've still got their halves intact. And I liked what I saw out of Tom Starling last week. I think he's going to be a really good player. He's probably going to get a few more minutes this week as well, uh, because you've got to remember that he came into last week without any match fitness. Uh, Souths, I believe... Who is playing second row for Souths this week? Is it Kolomatangi? No, it's Sirenen. So, and Jack Sirenen. Johns is on the interchange. Ah, yeah. okay. Son of son of Maddie Johns, uh, I think. Son of Who? Matthew. And Campbell Graham. Campbell Graham's back in the centres for Souths, which is a timely boost. Um, but we've still got Johnson at fullback, Allen and Paulo on the wings. Um, the Raiders also... Bateman is named at number 21. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what that's about. I didn't think he was going to be back that quickly. So, um, not sure what's going on there. Bit of mind games from Ricky, maybe. It'd be nice to see him back. Maybe. Uh, it'd, be a big, it'd be a big help for them if he is. Yeah. Uh, not sure. Not sure, though. I, don't, I think it might be a bit too early. Uh, yeah, I'm sticking with the Raiders on this one. Who are you going with? Yeah, I'm going with Canberra as well. Um, yeah, I'm going with Canberra. I, I've spoken about Souths already. Um, I don't think they can win these sort of games anymore. Fair enough. Next game, uh, 2 p.m. on Sunday, we have the Knights versus the Bulldogs. The Knights coming off that win against Souths last week. The Bulldogs uh, coming off a, demo- uh, a late loss against the Dragons. This one's easy again. I'm going the Knights. Uh, they've got players coming back. Everyone seems, you know, they're looking healthy at the moment. I'm liking what I'm seeing. Tao Tao Moga looked really good on the weekend. Uh, it's good to see him playing considering how, you know, his career has just been devastated by injuries. Uh, yeah, Knights, Knights and an easy one for me. Yep. Uh, and if Ponga plays like he did last week, it will be a very big score as well. Um, so Newcastle for me as well. Which brings us to the final game of round 11. The Titans host the Panthers. Um, Penrith are without a few players. So um, Dylan Edwards is out. Uh, Dean Fare is out. And Coruscant is out. So um, Aikens, Naden and Malachi Wateni Zelezniak. Um, are all going to be in the team. And uh, Mitch Kenny is playing hooker for the Titans. Copley returns. Um, so Sammy's on the wing. Proctor is also back. Um, and Fogarty has been named despite going off injured last week. I still think without those troops, Penrith are going to be way too strong for the Gold Coast. Yeah, I think what Penrith's done this week is they've seen that some of their players have a bit of a niggle. I know Dylan Edwards uh, looked a bit limp last week. Uh, Coruscant is a bit unexpected to be rested. So I think that this is just a week where they've said we can afford to rest a few players, which is great coaching by Ivan Cleary. I'm going Panthers still, though. Yeah, yeah, I am too. Um, I think they will keep charging on. So to recap on the round, we've both tipped Para to beat the Tigers. You've tipped Manly. Well, I've tipped the Cowboys um, up at Townsville. We've both tipped the Storm to beat Brisbane. We've both tipped the Roosters to beat the Warriors. You've tipped Cronulla, while I've tipped St George. Um, We both think Canberra are going to beat Souths. Both think the Knights are going to beat the Dogs. And we both think that Penrith will get the job done on the Gold Coast. Yep. That's it. So a couple change, couple differences this week compared to our normal one, one difference. Uh, we both got six last week. I managed to uh, convince myself that Knights would get the win over Souths, and thankfully I changed that tip. Yeah, building. Yeah, building we're all my... so grateful. 
<laughs> <laughs> building my lead <laughs> or maintaining it. Yeah. Uh, couple shout outs. Yeah. I can't believe uh, we're. I can't believe. I can't believe we're halfway it. through a competition that that we didn't think was going to go ahead. It's awesome. Um, we've done so many of these podcast episodes, and I know you're about to give a couple of shout-outs, but um, I just want to thank everyone for listening because it, it, it is really good fun to do this every week um, and to have um, people tune in to listen to us have the conversations we've been having for the last few years. Um, we're very grateful for that. And, of course... If you want to tell your friends about us, um, feel free. And if you want to follow us on Instagram and tell your friends to follow us on Instagram at How Good Is Rugby League, that would also be great. Yeah, Instagram's the best way to interact with us. Like I, I was about to say, a couple of shout outs. Shout out to Jono, heard he's a big Canberra fan. Thanks for the support. And Simon McGuinness as well. Uh, cheers for the support, guys. We really appreciate it. Uh, we're, we're always posting questions and polls and whatnot. So if you want to interact with us, best place to do it uh you can message us as well we're happy to we'll always respond so uh we love the support guys yep thank you and mike i think that might be it for us for this week so just before we go how good is rugby league how good is rugby league thanks emmanuel thanks michael